and welcome to a very special episode of the Dialogue Program. I'm State Senator Paul Lovoda of the 11th Senatorial District, and we're doing this in a very different way, Dialogue, today. Uh, the program that talks about uh, what's going on in state government and local government, we're doing it live from Washington, D.C. Our nation's capital. That's right, and we're excited to be here uh, at a conference. Um, our friend Chris Whiting, the mayor pro temp of Independence, is not here today, and we, well, we miss him. Courtney. I miss him. I miss him. But I would like to welcome Courtney Cole to our program. Thank welcome, you, Courtney. Thank you, Senator. Happy to be here. So we are in the lobby of a hotel doing this podcast right now and uh, bothering several people around us, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, they will be really annoyed, and they'll subscribe <laughs> to the podcast later. Uh, but it's it's been a, a good uh, couple days here in D.C., and even more... More information to come later, but we're tr- going to try to uh, carry on, and of course we have the news. Now the weekly news roundup brought to you by the good folks at Liberty Realty. Here's Chris Whiting. Substituting for Chris is Courtney. <laughs> Nixon asks MoDOT to explore tolls for Interstate 70. Oh, Governor Jay Nixon, on December 9th, sent a letter to the Missouri State Highways and Transportation Commission asking it to provide his administration an analysis by the end of the month of the feasibility of using tolls to pay for the reconstruction of Interstate 70. Nixon's request comes four months after Missouri voters, by a wide margin, rejected a proposed statewide sales tax hike that would have generated about $534 million a year for transportation improvements, including the rebuilding of I-70 between the St. Louis and Kansas City metro areas. So it's pretty clear that the idea of fixing I-70 is a priority in the state, uh, but no one wants to pay for it. And uh, the sales tax, which would have been regressive and unfair to many people in the state, was (laughs) soundly rejected by uh, the voters. And now the governor's trying to come up with some other ideas. Um, Toll roads seem to work in other states. Um, I think the tricky part of this proposal will be where the tolls are because they I, I think they need to be you know maybe at the Jackson County line all the way to um, well I don't know how far they go in the St. Louis St. Charles maybe mm-hmm. I don't know but um, you know the disruption of of just regular traffic right. it shouldn't be there and uh, a lot of rural members aren't gonna like this idea because it feels like they are disrupting their their um, their flow of traffic and that their citizens have to pay more. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how this proposal goes. It wasn't very popular and last time it was floated out there. So we'll see um, where it goes this time. Great. Um, still, even though we've not been able to um, pass this, you know, to provide it, are there any other options for transportation that is that are being provided? Well, other than tolls? well tax policy. Oh. <laughs> and and you, those of you who listen to this, know that I like to talk about tax policy, but we don't have enough money to um, pay for our transportation system along with education and some and services for uh, those in need. So when we have these terrible tax issues uh, like we've done in the recent past, we don't have the money to pay for the roads. Um, when we talk about economic development, we need transportation in the middle of Missouri. We need that I-70 and I-44 corridor strong and able to get uh, commerce through it. But if we continue to do the same type of tax policy, we're we're going nowhere. So um, I I don't know what the, what the what the possible solution will be at the end. Great, you're great. Thanks. State Board of Education announces DESE finalists. 
The Missouri State Board of Education on December 8th announced the five finalists to replace Dr. Chris Nicastro as Commissioner of Education, the top administrator at the Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. Nicastro is retiring at the end of the 2014 following a five-year tenure that is re- that is recent years has been marked by controversy over handling of various issues relating to unaccredited school districts. So uh, this is good news. We're going to get a new Department of Education director. I've been calling for over a year the resignation of uh, Nicastro, uh, just basically because our schools aren't doing well. There was um, ballot measure things that were changed that shouldn't have been changed. There was uh, bids that were rigged, and we're going in the wrong direction. And I'm hoping that we have some uh, very qualified people and that the board picks someone who is interested in moving this forward as a state because there's nothing more important in uh, education. And, again, um, broken record, but if we had proper tax policy, uh, we, we would do a lot better when it comes to um, how we're doing with our education system, and that's something I'll be fighting for in the next few months in Jefferson City. Great. Well, that's all for the news, and it's brought to you by the great <laughs> folks at uh, Liberty Realty. Great. Thank you. Thank you. This is a little strange, isn't it? Yeah, there's. it's different because we're using different equipment right now, and we're portable and uh-huh. um, in Washington, D.C., but at the same time, if we're able to make this work, then that's really cool because then we can go lots of different places and be able to maybe interview some different people and be good time. Well, just to uh, give a little bit of update, why don't you tell a little bit about, uh, well, let's let's start with the progressive um, summit summit of last week. You participated in it, mm-hmm. and tell us a little, tell everybody a little bit about what you talked about and how it went for you, and then I'll share my opinion of it. Okay, great. Um, I did have the opportunity this past weekend on Saturday to attend the Progress Missouri um, Progressive Summit that took place in Columbia, and uh, I was on a panel regarding social media experts, so all my Facebook friends out there, give you a shout out now, um, and thank you for helping to make me an expert in that area of politics, I guess. Um, but, you know, the thing that I really wanted to, to talk about, um, because we had all the progressives in the room at one time, which was really nice, was the importance of connecting. And we all have um, these individual um, issues that we're working on, and oftentimes we overlap, but we aren't connected like we need to be, I feel, um, in order for us to be a united front. And so I really wanted to convey that with technology, we're able to do that very easily, and it's something that we can do right away, and it's something that's very cost-effective, which helps very much for us in the minority. So um, I I felt like it was a really great Summit. I think it's a, a great opportunity for progressives to um, become more active in the demo- in the political process, um, and especially coming off of these midterm elections. I really feel that there are a lot of Democrats that are fired up. Well, they, I was able to be at the opening panel, and what was exciting is there's about there's about fifty or maybe even more people there um, after a tough election cycle who are interested in in moving. Missouri forward. My comments were, first of all, listen to the dialogue program, and I use it as an example of trying to reach out in a different way mm-hmm. to folks, but also that we got to have candidates, we got to get involved, and we got to continue to um, uh, talk to the issues, the issues that really um, p- 
people have not been hearing from elected officials. Uh, tax policy is one that I, I brought up. But I think we need to do a better job of talking about how these things affect every every day Missourians' lives. And we don't do a very good job of that, quite frankly. Um, also, I kind of, in my comments, I talked about campaign finance reform. Last week I sent out a press um, release in a column um, explaining why I was filing a campaign finance limit legislation again and the need for it and the destruction that it has to to our state since those limits have been um, lifted. So I'm going to keep trying to talk about that all session long. And I think that is kind of the root of why we have bad tax policy, why we have um, an elected body that feels... um, you know, I don't know. The people, the people feel they're they're not very responsive, um, and I think it has a lot to do with that. So, it, I guess just my compliments to Progress Missouri for having such a a good event, yeah. and uh, really trying to get people charged up and involved in the process. So, I'm glad they asked you to speak there too. Thanks. That so, was nice of them. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Then uh, after that fun trip, I was able to go to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we, uh, to go to the Chiefs game, but also, as you know, we started the Super Bowl Task Force, and uh, the University of Phoenix Stadium in Scott, I guess that's in Glendale, Arizona, will be the host of the Super Bowl. So we kind of looked a little bit about the facilities, um, what it takes. It's a beautiful facility. It's all indoor. It's all indoor, which is a little bit different than where we're at. Um, but it was good to see a facility that's that's going to have such a uh, uh, we're just going to have the Super Bowl in January, so it was good to see that, and also a lot of fun until the Chiefs lost. We got yeah, ripped but you off. Were there to represent our team—that's wonderful. Yeah, that far away—that's great. It hurt a little bit, and then uh, was able to come out here to DC. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, out here for three days. What a great opportunity to uh, visit the nation's capital. It's all Christmassy out here. Yeah, everything. Many different yeah. direction or decorations. Uh, Went into the Capitol and uh, met with uh, Congressman Cleaver briefly. That was nice. He's a great host and a, and a great congressman. Um, was able to visit the White House, uh, look at um, all the history there. And then already have a couple um, ideas for some legislation. Met with a, a group uh, this morning mm-hmm. that, about some possible legislation. And then here at this conference uh, for Planned Parenthood, and some of the advocacy that they have. And then tomorrow, I mean, even more meetings of trying to really, I guess, more than anything else, educate myself. And you're here, too, to educate yourself. And network. And, ne- and network and connect and get those things going so we're doing uh, even more and more. Um, one of the things that uh, we've talked about at this Planned Parenthood conference is the war on women Mm -hmm. that the uh, majority has undertaken in Missouri and also when it comes to um, our national politics. Um, I was kind of inspired this week by Representative Stephen Weber, who has continually filed uh, gender equality legislation. And he has filed it in the House, uh, and simply because he's fighting the battles saying that there's no excuse and no room for equality when it comes to um, genders and, and the way we pay in this day and age. It just doesn't make fair. It just isn't fair. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if you some of the some of the statistics here with women making up to fifty one percent of Missouri's population, more women have transitioned into primary financial support for their households. It is even now more crucial to eliminate the wage gap and stop pay discrimination. So he he's continued this battle. I asked if I could do a similar bill in the Senate so we continue to fight this um, this battle and um, do my part for not only the women in Missouri, but for fairness, for my daughters, and just the idea that we are a, a state that, that believes that when a person works hard and they earn a buck, they earn a buck, and that's it. Yeah. And we don't discriminate in any way. So I filed legislation, Senate Bill 144 this week, and I'm really kind of – I want to thank Representative Weber for fighting the good fight. And, um, you know, and I say it that way because – this type of legislation just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It, it, we have a, a majority that is not is going to take the business side of it, and they're not going to go with the fairness side of it. So it's going to be an uphill climb to try to get something like this done. But that's uh, the type of thing that um, Representative Weber's been doing, so I'm going to join him in that. Great. That's great. Um, well, something that I have found to be really helpful here um, at the summit has been that looking at, at different ways that um, the legislators are focused on women's health. And it's strange to me. I mean, they are, uh, yeah. they're so obsessed with restricting our, our health, but we'll spend no time, really, um, on providing other solutions or options for women to be able to then obtain the help that they need. Um, it's just kind of a uh, we don't care, you know, right. feeling. And then whenever those words are echoed by you know, things that are often slanderous toward women, um, you know, we can only assume then that we're being attacked. And honestly, it's because we're being attacked, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, they're making it a priority, even in our veto sessions, to go back through and make sure that they push through the bills that they need to to attack women's rights in order to get reelected. And that's the biggest problem that I have, because they're using it for political advantage, and in return, they are discriminating against uh, a majority of the Missourians, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I think that we've got to call it out whenever we see it, especially to those who are running for reelection and who are using um, that as a, a way to get reelected because it's not the right thing to do. It's inhumane and it's an abuse of power. And um, and I think they need to be held accountable to that. I, I think so, too. And that's uh, hopefully I can add some voice there in the Missouri Senate. So um, those, are, those are some of the things that um, you no. Know, I don't feel very confident about the session. Some of these issues that campaign finance, you have a majority that's been against that. Pay equality, you have a majority that has uh, turned a, a deaf ear to, to that idea. But I think we need to advance those along with the ideas that, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I feel confident I'll be advancing my uh, A-plus expansion bill. So... There's a real balance of of legislation in this time that will start in January of things that are the issues we need to focus on and some of the things that we can compromise on and some things we need to fight over. So um, hopefully people get that and maybe this podcast helps a little bit with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. This is strange. We we drove a couple people away. Uh, (laughs) Is there anything else that we probably need to add? We've done a really kind of a short program. Yeah, what do you have going? What do you have going on the f- in the next week? 
Um, well, you know, lately I've just been, of course, gearing up for the holidays, um, which is which kind of um, takes over sometimes our schedules. But um, still looking at the pre-filing of the bills and the legislation that's going to determine what our um, our next session is going to to take, the direction that it will take, um, and and looking to see, you know, who's who's um, supportive of the the issues that I care about most too, um, and then making sure that I become educated on those. Um, and then of course, getting ready, replanning, um, after the elections, there's still a lot of work to be done. Yeah. I mean, there's work. This is that weird time of the year when the number one thing is to spend some time with your, uh, family and enjoy that. Uh, I'll be going back down Jeff city next week for some meetings, setting up for next year. Um, also I'll be uh, sending out Hopefully, probably, I'll probably have to do it next week, my uh, preview of the legislation uh, session. And if you're not on my uh, email list on there, feel free to drop me an email, either at paul.lavota at senate.mo.gov or just paul at paullavota.com. I'll add you to that email list. Um, a pretty lengthy, long column about what I think we should expect and what we should be talking about. Um, and hopefully that will be in the Independence Examiner as well. So, a lot going on. We appreciate your time. That's our out music in a very weird way. But uh, anything else you think you need to add? Yeah, just is a great show. Miss you, Chris. 